Hey everybody, welcome to episode 103 of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. My name is Kieran, and I have been metal detecting now for nearly 30 years. This week, I want to talk about cleaning your finds and whether you should do it or not. So, let's get on with the show. Hey everybody, before we start, I want to thank you for listening to the podcast and I hope you enjoy the show this week. But before we begin, I want to give you the following information. If you want to give me feedback or interact with the show, please reach out to me on Twitter at Detecting The or Instagram at The Metal Detecting Podcast. Or if you want to pop me an email to Kieran at TheMetalDetectingShow.com. If you'd like to buy me a coffee, you can actually do so now on BuyMeACoffee.com forward slash Metal Detecting. And lastly, and most importantly, if you like this content, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. How are you doing, everyone? Welcome to your weekly check-in to the Metal Detecting Show podcast. I hope your week has been great and successful. This week, I'm going to talk about something I haven't talked about in two years, and it is something that is imperative to the success of you and the hobby, and that is cleaning your finds. Before we start, and probably what prompted me to leave this topic alone for two years is I'm reminded of an early tweet I put out at the very start of the podcast two years ago. In my tweet, I had a picture where I was soaking a copper coin of no value in olive oil as a test, and the vitriol I received for doing this was amazing, accusing me of doing the equivalent of taking a disc grinder to the coin. Fairly soon after, I put up a tweet where I was using a laser, laser, to try and sublimate the corrosion off another coin of no value. And again, hate was coming in, saying I had ruined the coin, etc., which was crazy. So before we get into the topic, I am not an expert. I am a tinkerer and I like to experiment. And what I do is done with the full knowledge and the awareness of the risk and cost in doing so. So in cleaning your finds, understand that you do the same. You do so at your own risk. So let's get into it. First point, cleaning anything is a form of abrasion and making something shiny is essentially making so many micro abrasions that the eye can't see them, making the coin look shiny. So like I said, clean your finds, understanding the risk of devaluing a find. A good rule of thumb would be, If it's an artifact, don't clean it. Don't risk it. Collectors don't like cleaned finds or coins. Now, by the way, I do refer to coins here, but I am referring to any finds of value or relevance. But if you do want to clean your finds, then hopefully these tips will help you in getting started. So let's start with mechanical cleaning. And I'm going to refer to my previous tweet of lasers. Lasers, lasers (laughs) will clean your finds. However, lasers will need to be super powerful and expensive to sublimate off the corrosion. Sublimate is where a laser heats the surface solid so quickly it turns straight to gas, jumping the liquid stage. So lasers are out of the reach of us mere mortals. Something that is within the reach of us mere mortals is electrolysis which is essentially passing DC electrons through 
a conductive solution such as salt water with the metal find clipped to the negative terminal and the carbon rod is clipped to the positive terminal. Like sublimation, the ions or electrons are moving off the surface from the negative terminal to the positive terminal. So you have to be careful as over-exuberance with electrolysis could cause some pitting on your find. So how do you do it? Well, you can use a DC wall charger. A car DC battery charger is better. However, you must be able to disable the thermal shutoff of the DC charger. I'm not going to tell you how to do that here. And you do so at your own risk. But any high-powered DC charger will do it. You connect your find to the negative and you put a carbon rod on the positive and you put it in a, a saline solution or a salt solution. You leave it for a few minutes. You don't take your eye off it. And if you're set up right, you'll see bubbling coming off your find. Now, that bubbling means you have ions or electrons leaving the surface of the find, which, if left to its own devices, will cause damage to the find. Don't do stainless steel. If you find something that's stainless steel, one, it should be shiny, but you don't use a stainless steel rod or a stainless steel find in there because that can give off chromium gas. We all don't want Aaron Brockovich calling to the door. If you reverse the process, for example, move the find from the negative to the positive and put on, say, a copper plate on the negative terminal, you're essentially electroplating the find. So like I said, make sure you've set it up correctly. And to know so is to see bubbles, tiny bubbles coming off your find. That way you'll know you have set it up right. But again, I reiterate this again. Keep an eye on it. Don't leave it overnight because you could wake up in the morning to no find at all. If you look up cleaning your finds online, you will inevitably come across tumbling. This is no different than using a rock tumbler, which was a popular toy in the 70s, whereas essentially you have a container where you stick your finds in it with some medium and you roll it and tumble it on a motor for a period of days, hours. Generally, it's a long period of time, right? Every metal detecting website has a reference to rock tumbling or tumbling coins or fines. So a few tips. Go for a rubber tumbler, not plastic. Plastic is incredibly noisy. This is only for non-artifacts. And really, I've only ever used a tumbler. I had a home-built tumbler for a few years and I only ever used it on modern coins. Do not use this on any old coin or any coin you value. This is purely for aesthetic purposes. It is not adding value to your finds or whatever. This is just putting a lot of micro abrasions on the find. It is very important, if you do happen to have a rock tumbler, that you get a separate tumbler container for your metal detecting finds. Because if your rock tumbler container has been used previously as an actual rock tumbler, you will have very small bits of rock and dust in there. It's impossible to get out. And those small bits of rocks and dust will destroy your finds. Some popular mediums that are used for metal detecting finds, not rocks, is walnut, stainless steel shot, which is commonly used by jewelers, and even sawdust. And generally, this is mixed in with some polishing compound, which we'll talk about later on. So, yeah, use a tumbler or a rock tumbler to help you clean your finds. Not for anything of value and only for modern coinage. That's my golden rule. 
other mechanical methods are like those pencils, Andre's pencils, which are essentially a pick and a brush, copper brushes, and only to be used for copper coins. Again, it's a mechanical abrasive technique of cleaning your coin. So moving on to some chemistry, and we can talk about acids or bases or even neutral chemicals. Even though it's chemical reaction, it is still mechanical if you think about it. The chemistry is having an effect on the surface and mechanically removing the corrosion. So starting with acids, always use a mild acid such as vinegar or even Coca-Cola. Even ketchup is a mild acid. Don't use a mild acid on any copper fines or coins unless you want to turn them orange. However, a very mild acid is great at bringing silver and gold back. Now, gold doesn't necessarily need much cleaning as it come out of the ground like the day it went in. However, silver generally comes up gray or black, so a mild acid would clean that off you. A base, which is at the other end of the pH scale than an acid. Essentially, baking soda is the recommendation here. Mix up a small solution of baking soda and distilled water. Use a, a very soft toothbrush, brush it on, leave it for a few minutes and brush it off. This is especially good, again, for silver coins. But what the experts use is essentially distilled water, ensuring that this water has a pH, a neutral pH of 7. It's incredibly slow. It's a lot slower than the other methods. And it requires that you give the find a long soak, slowly removing debris mechanically, again, using like a chopstick or a toothpick or a soft brush. And then moving away from homemade solutions, there is some commercial products out there. I guarantee a lot of us have some metal polish in your press. Two popular brands will be Blue Magic in the US and Barkeeper's Friends in Europe. Jewelry cloths or jewelry rouge or rotten stone. These are all generally abrasive and are used to create microabrasions on the find. So you've bitten the bullet and you've cleaned your find. Well, what next? You can coat the find in lacquer or wax. This will preserve the find as there is no point in cleaning it only for it to corrode again over the next few years, right? There are products out there such as Renaissance Wax, which is developed by the British Museum. But beware, no collector is going to thank you for waxing a coin or a find and you will be better served storing them or displaying them in a box away from greasy hands and where the moisture can be controlled by using some form of desiccant such as silica. So what do I do? Well, generally, I let them dry completely first. I leave them in my finds pouch for a week and just let them dry away there to their heart's content. I don't move it around. I just leave it sit there and let them dry. And then when ready, I lightly brush off any debris as I take them out of my finds pouch. And then I assess, do I want to go further? If yes, I use the distilled water method. Just plop them into some distilled water and leave them for a few days and then come back and assess again. And if yes, I might try and step it up to use some olive oil. And as a point of note, olive oil is actually a very mild acid. So like anything else, you can't leave it in there. How much of an artifact the find is will dictate where I stop in the cleaning process. That's it generally. I don't like shiny coins or finds. I find a patina on coins or finds way more attractive. So let me know if I missed anything. And remember, if it's an artifact or you suspect it to be an artifact, 
then leave the cleaning to the pros. And that's it. That's it for this week. I hope you like this episode of the Metal Detecting Show podcast. Check out our website, www.themetaldetectingshow.com for this episode's show notes. Check out our Patreon page if you want to help the podcast stay alive or just want to buy me a coffee. Actually, if you want to buy me a coffee, you can do so on buymeacoffee.com forward slash metaldetecting. Also, if you feel like taking your appreciation to the next level, feel free to leave me a positive review on any podcast directory of your choice. If you like this content and would like more, please don't hesitate to tell your friends and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Once again, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and we will chat to you all again next week. Get out there, eyes down, and happy evening.